Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,441. You can either have excuses or you can have results. You cannot have both. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Everyone who knows me knows I'm really picky when it comes to my cars and keeping them looking new. I'm a huge fan of Covercraft floor mats. I've protected my vehicle with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft floor mats. They will protect your vehicle's factory carpets from daily abuse, weather, pets, children, weekend adventures, and those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and stylish way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft floor mats come in a wide variety of styles, materials, and configurations, all designed for maximum protection. In addition to Premier Plush and Berber Custom Floor Mats, you'll also find cargo liners, canine cargo area liners, dash covers, and sunscreens. Enhance your vehicle's looks while protecting the factory finishes with easy-to-install and easy-to-clean floor mats. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Market Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. My favorite collector car magazine is Keith Martin's Sports Car Market. I've been a subscriber for decades. Sports Car Market is the Wall Street Journal for the enthusiast and the collector. It's your monthly must-read whether you dream of owning a collector car, have two cars, or 200. Sports Car Market has been around for 31 years, and it's filled with valuable articles, intelligent write-ups, and the latest auction sales. Go to sportscarmarket.com and subscribe today. Plus, you'll get the exclusive SEM guide to restoration shops included for free. At checkout, use the code CARSYEAH and receive a 50% discount on your digital subscription. It's an exclusive offer from me here at Cars Yeah. I'm Mark Green, and I love Sports Car Market Magazine. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, calling in from Holte, Denmark, Lasse Bauer. I say, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Absolutely. All right. Good to have you here. Lasse Bauer is a Denmark-based artist renowned for his custom automotive work, created for car brands, automotive events, and discerning private collectors. He's a former advertising art director with over 30 years of experience and a portfolio of clients including big names, Coca-Cola, Kellogg's, McDonald's, Marlboro, and P&G. Throughout his career, he has worked with nine-time Le Mans winner Tom Christensen, the Concours of Elegance in London, Audi Sport, Porsche Club Los Angeles, and many automotive brands, collectors, and motoring enthusiasts. Today, he devotes much of his time artistically exploring all of his consuming passions for cars. So last day, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment to share a little bit more about your life, your career, and a very obvious passion you have for automobiles? Sure. I would love to do that. Well, as you already mentioned in the beginning, I, I grew up in, in advertising. Uh, right after high school, I, I ended as, I became a, a trainee at an advertising agency. And, uh, and after that, I became an art director and a copywriter and I worked for these different companies. They sound very fancy, but they're mostly quite a challenge to work with because everything is so by the book and everything is uh, lined up for you and you can't even you can't really do a lot of super creative work so after a lot of time uh, being in the advertising business and and doing what I was 
been told to do, I ended up becoming self-employed almost 20 years ago. And uh, one of the companies I had back then was a construction company, uh, actually the biggest in Denmark. But they asked me to do a lot of different stuff. And one of them was to create a Christmas card for them. And they wanted something graphic, something minimalistic. And I ended up doing like a really simple shadowy thing with some cutout uh, textures and, uh, and and shapes. And then I started thinking, well, maybe I could do this with cars as well. So I just, the first thing I actually did was a, a Porsche 917 long tail, just, just for the fun of it. And uh, one of my friends saw this and said, why don't you turn this into a coaster and do more of them in different cars and stuff? And, and I said, well, well, let me give it a try. And And after that, I got pretty much hooked on doing graphic design and art that had to do with cars in one way or the other. And then I just started on the side having a little Bauer artwork uh, business going with posters and custom work and, and things of that nature. And then I had a break like 10 years ago where I was too busy with a lot of other things and, and got, uh, if, uh, if I may say so, hit by life. And now, thankfully, I, I, I found my passion for it again this spring, actually, and started really getting into it and really getting inspired and and firing up the engine, as it were, uh, again, to come back into to doing cars and a little bit different way in the way I express myself on the paper or on the screen, if you will, but uh, nevertheless, the same passion for, for cars. Well, cool. Well, nice to have you back. We appreciate it. We're excited. <laughs> Thank I'd like you to, so much. Yeah, and uh, I want to do a shout out to Mariana Small, Past Cars, yeah, I guess. She's introduced me to some wonderful people, including you. Uh, so a shout out to her. If you uh, listeners missed my talk with her, you've got to go back and, and uh, listen to that. Well, as we continue on your journey, Alase, I want to ask you about a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in your life. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars. Yeah, so grab the wheel. Yeah, well, I mean, um, I thought a lot about this because you you asked me beforehand on on a quote, and I think it's it can be very difficult to find what well, what's the truth about you or what do you live by? But but one thing I think is true about me is is that I I have a very firm belief that I can be great, become great at whatever I really truly be, be want to become great at. Mm. And uh, there are lots of things I suck at, but uh, <laughs> the things that I really are well, that's the way it is. I mean. <laughs> You can't be good at everything, but but the things I really want to become good at, I usually become really good at. I, I think that belief in seeing no boundaries or uh, not listening to naysayers and stuff like that, I think that's something that's followed me all my life, that, that I'm kind of like a bumblebee sometimes that I'm thinking everyone else is saying I'm not supposed to fly, but yet it still works. And uh, I think out of the many different philosophies I might have, that that's the one that's most pervasive, I guess. Well, it's a great thought, and what comes to mind when you mention that is a quote I believe was originally said by Henry Ford, and that is, mm-hmm. whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Same, same concept. So believing in yourself, exactly. diving into it, and uh, yeah, working hard at things. It, it sounds a bit cliche, but it's that old mind over matter, and you run into people all the time that say, oh, I can't ever do that. And my father uh, lost him a few years ago. He was an architect and an artist, a creative person, gave me a, a lot of the creativity I have in my life. And in the later years of his life, he taught terminally ill patients how to paint and draw and sculpt in clay. And most of them had never done artwork. And he told me this, I remember, he said, many of them would say, well, I can't paint, I can't draw. And he would always say to them, yes, you can. You just have to practice at it. 
You may not do a great painting the first time, but maybe the 10th time it'll start to get a little better and then a little better and a little better, but you've got to work at it. So uh, I think for those of us who are creative, people that think, oh, it's just natural. You just sit down and can do stuff so easy. It's not always that way, right? I completely agree with you. And it's one thing that my, my other business, as it were, we can talk about that a little bit later, but I deal a lot with psychology and training people, especially leaders, but also uh, individuals who, who have issues in their challenges in their life. And, and one thing I hear a lot is, but that's difficult, but that's tough. And I also always say to them, let's just talk about this once and never talk about it again, because we all know that anything, learning anything new is tough. Um, to learning to drive a car, for instance, which is a great analogy to anything in life. Nobody I've ever met has ever said, it's so tough learning to drive a car that I don't want to do it. <laughs> I mean, we all yes. want to have a driver's, li- driver's license. For, for some reason, when we're like 15, 16, 17 years old, depending on which country we're from, we just tell ourselves that, yeah, we have to go through this irritating period of not knowing what we're doing and being comfortable in feeling stupid. Because that's what it is. I mean, we when we sit behind the wheel the first time, we have no idea all the knobs, the levers, the wheels, the pedals, all about what, what the heck is going on here. And that applies to anything in life. So, so if you live by a philosophy of, but it's hard, it is going to be harder than it has to be for you. It simply is because the, the premise is, yes, anything new will be tough. It just will be. It's built in into the process. Do you think some of this has to do with people's uh, fear of the unknown? I always like to use the acronym of fear, false evidence assumed real, in that you think it's going to be hard, therefore it is hard, versus, well, I can figure this out, therefore you do figure this out. Is there a mindset that you deal with with your clients? Absolutely. I mean, some some of my clients have absolutely no issues. The classic issue is that people are super great at what they do at work, but they stink at their private life. And uh, it's the same the same skill set you need to use, but for some reason they've convinced themselves that at work I deserve the very best and I'm really good at it. At home, I'm probably not deserving of that much love or that much interest or whatever it is, and therefore I'm probably also bad at it. Uh, um, yes. and, and so it is absolutely what you're saying. It is a mindset. And it's something that can be taught. It's not something you're born with. You, you, nobody comes out of their mother and the midwife says, oh, this is one of these little kids who believe in himself. I mean, that's not how it works. So it's not biologic. It's not natural. It is learned, which is good news for most people, I would think. Yeah. You know, something comes to mind here. and We're steering away from cars a little bit, but I think this is really important. My son gave me a great book by Jordan Peterson titled The Twelve Rules for Life, an antidote to chaos. And rule number two really stuck with me because it touches on what you were talking about. That is, my father taught me once that excuses are lies we tell ourselves. Uh, I can't do that. Well, you're lying to yourself. Yes, you can. If you really wanted to, you can. And in his rule two, he talks about treating yourself like someone you are responsible for helping. And I I think a lot of people don't treat themselves well enough. They don't honor themselves well enough like they might someone else in life. So it's interesting you touch on that, and it is something that you have to stop and think about and honor yourself. Well, I think just exactly, but and, and the, just like Schwarzenegger, I think it's his quote, the, the thing when he was asked about 
how tough it is to to make it in many different businesses he's been successful in, which is well, you can either have excuses or you can have results. You cannot have both. Yes, <laughs> and I and I think that's absolutely true. It's it's you need to understand that there is pain involved in life, like Jordan Peterson says repeatedly. And uh, it's like it should be something our grandmothers told you, told us. But for some reason, nowadays, it's when Jordan Peterson says the same thing that's been a, been true for ages, for thousands of years. It's kind of like a new rediscovery of the same old truths, I guess. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you on that point. Yeah, but, absolutely. Yeah. Well, let's get back on the track of cars here because we are at Cars Yeah, but very interesting discussion. I love this stuff. Would you share a story with me and with the listeners that instigated your personal passion for cars? Is there a pivotal moment in your life when you knew you were indeed a car guy? Um, actually, no. I never had like a, you know, first time I was in the opera, I just knew it was for me. I think I've been into cars before I can even remember because I I sent you a photo of myself when I was, I think, seven years old or something yes, like that. Yes, a great photo. A, yeah. A Jaguar E-Type when I was wearing a pink shirt and some awful haircut that my mom gave me back in the early 80s. <laughs> the, bowl, the bowl haircuts. I had one of those. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when <laughs> I had hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I think that 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 pretty much says it all. I think that I was all, have always been into cars one way or another, drawing them as most kids do. Of course, my dad was not a big, huge car guy. He had like a Volvo Amazon sports version that he was very proud of, uh, which is the only thing I remember about any kind of kind of special cars in our family. But but I've always been into cars and loved it, and the the noises and the visceral feel of them and all of that. So I, I don't have a particular event. It's more been a process, I guess, that's more or less always been in me and just grown. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> cool. Well, let's talk about the road you've driven down and talk about a big challenge or even a failure you faced along the way. This question is important because it teaches us that there are learning lessons from difficult times in our lives. Perhaps there's a listener out there that might be going through something similar. So take us down that path. Tell us about this challenging time and then tell us what the learning lesson was so that you come out in a positive way on the other end speaking of some of the things you mentioned with jordan peterson a little bit 10 years ago i was i was in a very bad breakup in a relationship and uh and before then i've been in breakups before been in relationships never been really hurt or anything like that and, and all of a sudden i was i was really floored and I, in any any aspect of my life physically emotionally economically Everything you can possibly imagine. I've never, it's, it's the lowest moment I've ever experienced ever. And I, I, I couldn't understand it. I didn't understand myself. I'm normally, I see myself as a, as a strong person. So why am I not strong enough to do this? And, you know, I'm training people to be powerful and, and stuff. And, uh, suddenly I was just lost and it was the worst period of my life, but also the most important and the best period of my life. And, and the reason why it was the best period of my life, because it was because it forced me to take a really, really hard look at myself, to take a really hard look at, at what my priorities in life were, my life choices, what I, who I wanted to be around and not be around in my life, who I wanted to invite inside into my life and not. It taught me how to make lemonade out of lemons and that it's not always bad with pain. The pain sometimes, oftentimes helps you to move and it motivates you and it brings about change that you otherwise would never perceive or try to 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 do on your own. You wouldn't voluntarily go into a painful situation to to get to a better better place. 
I appreciate you taking us down a, a path that was a challenging, challenging time for you emotionally and so many other ways. Let me ask you this for folks that might be dealing with something like this in any capacity. Could be a breakup with somebody, could be a job loss, could be a, a family member, friend they lose to death, whatever it might be. How would you recommend to somebody that they stop and look inside themselves, as you said? What are, what's the process there to help them do that, to realize, number one, they have to do it, then to do it, and then to work their way back from that? Because sometimes looking at yourself in the mirror can be a little scary. Yeah, at least for me. <laughs> and uh, and and thank you for that layup. Uh, luckily, I wrote a book about it. Oh, nice. Okay, perfect. Nice <laughs> I'm not, segue. I'm not I, kidding you. That is. <laughs> and I didn't even know so, this. So uh, yeah, we're not setting no, you up, I'm listeners. Sorry you don't know that. So, so because I didn't want to mention it because it has absolutely nothing to do with cars. But but uh, let's let's just. That's okay. Uh, let's go there. Let's go into it for for a few seconds. But, yeah. But part of this whole process of me uh, hitting the floor and and going through this breakup. I ended up talking to so many people online, first and foremost, to understand my ex, because let's face it, when you when somebody leaves you, you want to get them back and you want to stop the pain. And the only way you think you can stop the pain is by focusing on them, understanding them. If I only understand the, the person and break the code to how to get them back and more or less coerce or cheat or manipulate or any kind of ways of getting them back so the pain will go away. That's what you focus on. And then I ended up talking to a bunch of people online from all sorts of countries and cultures around the world. And slowly but surely, I started giving them advice because I started to see some patterns in how people behave and what works and what does not work. And I started getting smart about psychology and different personality disorder, personality traits, etc. And all of a sudden, I had so many notes that somebody told me, why don't you write a book about this? And uh, I ended up doing just that. And uh, long story short, I uh, I made like a handbook, no BS handbook about how to go from feeling sorry for yourself to actually doing something constructive and taking responsibility for your own life. And and speaking about the first thing about believing uh, that you can do whatever you, you set your mind to, I, I actually ended up doing TV for two years straight on the Danish primetime channel hour Good Morning Denmark show. Uh, every week, I was sitting there giving people advice on their, their oh, love wow. life. Oh, my kind of like a really strange. I mean, yeah, yeah. No I kidding. came from a life with a Porsche and the career, and I was doing advertising and blah, 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 to all of a sudden giving people advice on how to get over a breakup. And that was wow. super weird. Yeah. Uh, never something I never expected in life. So, so the very short version of your question is that I would say, the, the truth about anything in life when you hit hardship is don't waste your time on what other people can do for you and how the world can change for you to feel better or get better. Focus all your energy on yourself and take responsibility for your own crap and focus on only that because that is the shortest way out of it and it's the only way you get your life back on track and it's the only way to propel you to a better place in life. Indeed. Absolutely no other way. Yeah, great. What was the title of your book? Well, um, it's called the uh, No BS, the English title <laughs> of it, because I have it in English and I also have it in Danish. But it's the No BS Survival Guide to, guide to, uh, to Breakups. Okay. So uh, it's a handbook, not one you read from A to Z, but one simply a handbook about the different problems you're going through when you're in a breakup. So, yeah, yeah well, that's a completely different thing than uh, driving a car. 
<laughs> Great advice. Well, that's fascinating. If you have breakup when you're driving a car, then you can combine those two. Yeah, exactly. You know, one of the things I say about <laughs> doing these podcasts and after talking with 1,441 people is it's like Forrest Gump's box of chocolates. I never know what I'm going to get. Uh, it's always tasty. It's always interesting, but I never know what I'm going to get. So very good. The No BS Survival Guide to Breakups by Lasse Bauer. Very nicely done. Fascinating. Well, let's get back to cars again and talk about your first really special vehicle. That first car you had in your life that had great memories for you. And what, what were those memories? Well, uh, my very first car was uh, very special to me. It was a Honda Civic GL, which was kind of like the middle version engine-wise of the, the Civic back then. It was an 80, I think it was an 85. Yeah, it was probably an 85. A pretty square design it had back then. But the fun thing about that was that I ended up spending more money on customizing and tuning it than the car was worth. It was completely <laughs> ridiculous. Yep. It had skirts and spoilers and all those things that nobody needs, but you think it goes faster. And it feels like it's going faster. And I I had double Delorto carburetors on it and all sorts of gizmos that I had no idea why I put it on. I think it ended up yielding like a hundred and 30 horses or something like that. It was ridiculous. But, uh, but back then in the late 80s, it was uh, it was quite a sight. Quite a sight. So, I like uh, the way you said that. <laughs> quite a sight. Yes. Excited everyone yeah, who saw it. Yeah. Very cool. Like well, a, that's funny. Community of, of guys who thought their cars were fast, but they really weren't. That was, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, well, it was yeah. back when, when, when you had the, the Peugeot 205 GTI and all those iconic uh-huh. Watch cars back then, the GTI segment was coming up. So, uh, oh, yeah. We had to see if we could follow along with our yeah, Hondas. Yeah. First, uh, first new car my wife and I bought was a, uh, Jetta GLI. And you kind of, you know, laugh at the fact it had a little wing on the back. So, of course, it went faster. So, uh, yeah, but <laughs> so yeah, there you go. Yeah, a fun little car for <laughs> you sure. You don't need to go into the technicalities of it and finding out that it actually makes it worse. But shh, don't tell anyone. Yeah, no, about I don't that. tell anyone because it, it, it looked really cool. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a good car. So I don't have a, yeah, well, I don't have any specific memories uh, where that particular thing was was amazing. But but the thing that was great about that car, and, and it's been true for me about cars in general, is that it's always been a conversation starter or an icebreaker or a reason to talk or meet people. Or I've gotten a lot of friends through my cars. And, uh, well, right now I'm talking to you because of cars. Yeah, and uh, so. So I, cars for me have always been a, a source of a lot of good things. Yeah, they're a catalyst for bringing people together for sure. Yeah. How about Seller's Remorse? Is there a vehicle you've owned in your life you wish you had not let go? Well, I have a couple of cars. Uh, I would say I, I wish I still had, uh, but it's for different reasons. Uh, the first one I already mentioned, the Honda. I, I think what I liked about that is what it was my first car. So it was a lot of innocence and, and youthful joy about driving this car because you saw the world in a different way. And I was like, it was freedom for the first time and my car and all of these things that you will never, ever get with the second, third or 15th car you own. And then I had an Audi RS3 a couple of years ago, which I'm, I'm sad to not have anymore apart from the fact that it's maybe, you know, this, but in Denmark cars are ridiculously expensive. They cost about three times as much as they do in the States. So it was unfortunately like having three RS3s in the garage, which is uh, pretty expensive. But uh, that was a lot of fun. That car was uh, a lot of fun. Very highly underrated car. Um, and then I have my worst car, if you want to hear that as well. <laughs> well, why not? <laughs> why not? 
Well, it, it, it kind of segues into the next thing where we, where we talk about the philosophies about cars and stuff like that. But it was actually also Peugeot. It was a 309 GTI, which is like the, the big brother of the 205, which is a souped-up regular 309. And uh, that's the worst car I've ever owned in my life. It was uh, one of these things where you're never really happy about driving it, and it's not really cheap. And uh, even that, worse, that's a really, <laughs> really bad combination. Insult to injury. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah, very cool. Well, let's get on to some fun things. I'd love for you to share with the listeners here Bauer Artwork, your business, what it's all about. What has you excited and fired up these days about what you're doing? Oh, a lot of things get me excited about it. I uh, well, I, I absolutely love doing artwork in, in different shapes and sizes and uh, for different kinds of clients. Right now, I'm doing something. Well, I'm doing. I'm working for a, a Porsche workshop in Garage in Los Angeles. I'm I'm working for Porsche Club uh, America Los Angeles, as as you know, because Mariana has has hooked us up. I'm about to do a uh, collection of uh, cars for a private collector who has a handful of Porsches. Also, uh, right now, actually, I'm doing something completely different, which is really interesting. I did a series of posters for Concours of Elegance in London, which is like this concourse that's every, I think it's every, yeah, they have it every year. A designer, a hair designer from Switzerland saw my posters and got completely nuts and was like, oh my God, this is the best thing since sliced bread. And uh, he wanted me to do a poster and it he would, he actually wanted me to do his salon with a car in front of it because he was crazy about the car and he was crazy about the style which I was like, what? I mean, I was supposed to do cars here, but uh, it was a, it is still, I'm still doing it, a wonderful project with a lot of other things than cars. So uh, I'm not only doing cars, it's uh, just because I love doing the cars the most, but um, I, I do a lot of cars and I also do other projects as well. And it, it's equally fun doing it. It yeah. never gets boring. Well, I'll uh, put a link to Lasse's website on his show notes page in the Cars Yeah website, or you can just go to bauerartwork.com and see his uh, creations are really beautiful i love the graphic nature of them uh, of course i love the cars lots of porsches but lots of other things there to see and enjoy uh, so go check it out that's b-a-u-e-r artwork.com so let's say up next is the last lap before we put the pedal to the metal let's say thank you to today's cars yeah sponsors when you want proven performance, there's one brand that's been around since 1938. That's Edelbrock, building the finest American-made performance products for the street and track. Edelbrock's products are designed and dyno-proven to deliver maximum results. Edelbrock has thousands of made-in-the-USA performance products for all makes and models. From their new AVS2 carburetor and innovative ProFlow 4 EFI for your muscle car or truck. To superchargers for your daily driver and more, visit edelbrock.com to check out the latest products for your ride and when you're ready to check out enter cars yeah in the coupon code and get 10 percent off your order that's edelbrock automotive performance since 1938 you take care of your cars but who takes care of your investments tune-ups aren't just for engines updating your financial plan is important too your gps may take you from a to b but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom for that you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor chris kimball cfp is just the man for the job he'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy 
For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. All right, we're back, and I have a bit of an introspective question for you. I want to get into that creative mind of yours. If you woke up tomorrow and you were manifested as a car, not what you want to be, but how you perceive yourself as a vehicle, what kind of vehicle would you be and why? Well, I, uh, <laughs> I, think, uh, I, w- I think it would be my, uh, my Honda CRV that I actually own because it's a uh, a little bit rusty here and there. It could use a tune-up, but it gets the job done, and apparently never breaks down. <laughs> Nicely so, said. Uh, think, <laughs> <laughs> Nicely I, said. I think that sums me up very much right now. I would like to be a Porsche stuff, but I got to admit, it's probably more Honda right now. All right. Thanks for your honesty. Well, we are entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give us some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Never, ever buy something that doesn't make you smile. Ah. Never, ever do it. Either you smile all the way to the bank or you smile behind the wheel. Yeah. One yeah. of the two. Never, ever get something that uh, that's the middle of these two. When I first started dating my wife and she knew I was a car fanatic, um, she made a comment. She goes, you know, every time we walk away from your car, you always turn back and look at it. Why? Yeah. And I go, if I didn't, I shouldn't be driving that car. So <laughs> she still teases me about that 35 years later. It's a prerogative. <laughs> How about a personal habit that you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years? Well, I think it goes, goes back to what we talked about before. This, uh, I, I never allow myself to get caught up in my self-pity. I think we all suffer from self-pity once in a while. Life is tough and what to do now. And we feel like just, you know, staying under the blankets mentally or even physically. And I've sure had my, surely had my share of that, but, but I've decided and I'm living by the rule of taking action when, when it's the last thing I feel like doing, because it's the only thing that, that helps me out of whatever challenge I'm in. So that's a habit I've, I've, it's not a fun habit, but it's a necessary habit. Absolutely. Very important. How about a resource? Is there one in particular you enjoy that you'd like to share? Yeah, I actually have two. And, uh, one of them I think a lot of people will enjoy. There is a channel on YouTube called The Straight Pipes. And it's about two guys who, Canadians, who have like this completely unjaded, genuine love for cars. And it's, it's like rediscovering cars again. If you're like an older dude and, uh, and you've seen it all and driven it all and all of that or seen it off car shows, I think, it, I think it'll, I think a lot of people will find it amazing. And if you really want to get some, a boost watching a car review, you should watch these two guys review the Porsche 911 GT2. It's an absolute joy. So one of these things you go, wow. The straight pipes so, on yeah. YouTube. Yeah. Okay. And you had a yeah. second? 
oldconceptcars.com. Right now, I'm, uh, I'm diving really into a lot of old concept cars, especially from the 70s, which I find very, very fascinating. And I came across this site by chance, and it's very fascinating because there's a ton of these old concept cars with a little bit of history to them and uh, articles and stuff. So if you if you like quirky, weird cars and cars that were only made on a prototype, you will enjoy this site. Very cool. I'll make sure I put links to those on Lasse's show notes page. Uh, you can just go to carsia.com, type in L-A-S-S-E or his full name, Lasse Bauer, and that page will pop right up. If I could arrange for you to sit down and have a drink or a meal with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would it be? Well, there are actually two. There's a main one, and then there's a second secondary. The secondary is actually one I found out that you interviewed, which is Sid Mead. Oh, yeah. Um, uh-huh. I find him super fascinating. Yes. Uh, that's a different. That's a whole different discussion because he's fascinating for a lot of other reasons than, than just cars. But if we focus on the car part, it's got to be Marcello Gandini. Gandini. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Who's the designer for, for was the designer, one of the designers for, for Batona. Yes. And, um, Right now, as I said before, I'm I'm very much into uh, old concept cars, and, and especially I have a huge love for the Alfa Romeo Carabo, uh, Lancia Strato Zero, the old Citroen BX, for instance, the the Countach, uh, all of these cars, and he's done them all. And uh, the Lamborghini Bravo, for instance, is an absolute gem that uh, I think a lot of people haven't even seen or have forgotten. And and this guy has just done some of the most amazing designs, in my opinion. And and he is more or less Batona. I mean, he is kind of like the setting the tone for all of their designs. So Absolutely. he would be interesting to sit down with and, and pick his brain. No doubt. Both those guys would be fun to have at a table together. That would make quite an evening. I always ask my guests about a book. We did talk. Is your book still available in, in uh, English and in uh, your yeah, yeah, it's available online. It's okay. available on uh, lessabauer.net. That's where my uh, my other half of my business is going. So that's my the same name, just .net in the end. And there, okay. there the book is and the contact info and all of these things. So people should be interested in that. Absolutely. Is there another book you'd like to uh, maybe share with us that you've enjoyed? Well, I don't have any. Uh, I can't share anything that's really meaningful because I don't read a lot that, that is related to cars or anything like that. So, no, I'd rather not. We'll stick with that. Absolutely. Again, you can find that resource on his show notes page on the Cars yeah! website. All right. We are up to the checkered flag. This last question can be a bit of a doozy. I'm going to buy you any cool collector car to park in your garage. doesn't matter who owns it or where it is. I'm going to get it for you. But there are some rules to the game that you have to abide by. One is you have to drive it. No garage queens allowed. So make sure you get something that you can enjoy. But we talked about that. I think that's uh will not be a problem for you. You can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with, so that little trick's off the table. It's like finding the genie's lantern and saying, I want a million more wishes. Nah, I can't do that one. And it's the only cool collector car that you can have, so choose wisely, my friend. Well, I, I've, I've been thinking quite a bit about this, and, uh, you know, I, I was first thinking to go everyday practical and say something like an Audi RS6 performance or something, but... Uh, it kind of ties back to the picture we talked about before me standing in a pink shirt with a Jaguar E-Type. And uh, I've always had a soft spot for the E-Type, always. I, I once went to a 15-hour rally in, in, a, in an old version of it, which I absolutely hated for the first hour. And after the 15th hour, I didn't want to leave the car. It's <laughs> an absolute joy. So I got to say the combination of everyday practicality with an absolute classic has to be the Eagle Low Drag GT made in Britain. 
it's a monster of a car. It is absolutely stunning, and it's made with it's. It combines classic style and looks with modern convenience and yeah. performance, and that's what I love about that car. Yeah, those are spectacular. Yeah, uh, beautiful, beautiful cars. Well, I think yeah. uh, my regular listeners know that my passions all started with the Jaguar E-Type uh, with that little matchbox car my dad bought me way back uh-huh. when. And uh, yeah, but the Eagle, we'll put a link to that site. If you're not familiar with what they're building, go check it out. Now, some people might say it's sacrilege. But they make the car just oh so much better. So I think it's pretty darn cool. Kind of like a singer in a refl- in a way with yeah. a Porsche. Uh, I would equi- a, equate them. E-type singer, that is what it is. Yeah, E-type singer. Yeah, very nicely done. All right, I'll get to work on that for you. Well, I say you have taken me on a fun ride today. This has been great. I want to thank you for calling in from Denmark today. My morning, your evening. You guys are always ahead of us over there. Uh, well, yep. we're trying to catch up, but we just can't quite do it. <laughs> Could you give us a parting piece of? Wisdom or guidance before you drive off into the sunset in that beautiful Eagle GT. Yeah, the the one thing would absolutely be don't take life or yourself too seriously. Laugh as much as possible. If you can laugh together at yourself about life, about your challenges, it usually gets a lot easier to overcome obstacles. And of course, buy my stuff. It's the only way to true happiness. That's 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 a given. That last one is probably the most important. Yeah, there you go. Absolutely. Well, I'll make sure I put a link to his website so you can buy his stuff. Uh, I would call it much, much nicer than stuff, but uh, it's great works. Uh, you can check him out at BauerArtwork.com, LasserBauer.net. We'll put links to those on his show notes page on the Cars Yeah website. Go check out what this gentleman's doing. I think you'll love it as much as I do. Lasse, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your life's experiences with me. This has been great. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Yeah, bye-bye. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hey, Mark Green here from Cars Yeah. Did you know you can now see me on the Cars Yeah TV show? It's a weekly visit to some of my past Cars Yeah podcast guests, and I take you along for the ride. You go behind the garage door and into their lives, their businesses, and you get to see what makes them successful. With tens of millions of viewers, Cars Yeah TV is making its mark. Cars Yeah TV is available on MAV TV and Lucas Oil Racing TV. You'll find MAV TV on Direct TV. Fubo TV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through Lucas Oil Racing Television online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!